There's revival and it's spreading like a wildfire in my heart. A Sunday morning, hallelujah.
you do. You may be seated. Thank you. I want to give a boost to our Wednesday night Bible study that I believe this may be the eighth week that Sister Lisa has been teaching a subject that has been entitled The Life of a Jesus Follower. This has been outstanding. In fact, um, my wife, she missed uh, last Wednesday night because she was not well. And when I got home, she asked me how it went. And if she had the memory, she would tell you that I said this was the best one yet, which means next week will really be the best one of the seven weeks before. I want to encourage you all to be here for this presentation Wednesday night. It will bless you. And not only is there interaction with you, there is also, a, will there be a video this week? No. no, she will be the video. <laughs> and you will be blessed, you really will. The following Wednesday night, I want to give a boost to that. Bishop George Nagel, who he and his wife pastored this church for, I believe I've heard, 27 years when it was in another location, and they were the pastor when it came to this location. He was a pastor when the church was being built. And he will be the speaker one week from this Wednesday night. And he will bless you. And he will bless you through the Lord. And uh, uh, I don't want to be corrected on that because he'll correct me if I say he'll bless you. But he'll bless you through the Lord. And you will be glad that you came. Those next two Wednesday nights are two important uh, times on our Wednesday night schedule. And I just encourage you to be here. Be here at 6.30. And uh, you dropped a check there, sir. Shall I get it and put it in my belt? Oh, okay. Pastor sees everything up here. I even see those love notes when you pass them through. And uh, um, when, when you pass candy and uh, when you drop checks, I see it all. Oh, no, I don't. Jesus does, though. Brother Harold, would you come on up and deliver me from this situation I've got myself in? And remember the Wednesday nights, okay? They're important. Well, there was this guy who went <laughs> He went to the surgeon. He had to have a little procedure done. It was just a small incision that they made. But the patient just kept insisting that he needed to close it up himself. Do you know what the surgeon said to him? Suit yourself. Suit yourself. <laughs> They're getting worse, aren't they? <laughs> All right. As Pastor said, moving on. Wednesday night, Bible study, uh, the life of a Jesus follower. Following, um, finishing that up this week. So be here at 7 p.m. for that if you can. And um, 
We want to mention, this will be the first time we mention, Backpack Connection coming up. Um, it's going to be Saturday, August 14th uh, from 11 to 1 o'clock. If you can help, there's a sign-up sheet there in the back. Uh, if you want to volunteer, we can use workers. And um, so that will be, yeah, Saturday, August 14th, so right before school. And, and uh, 11 to 1. 11, <laughs> 11 p.m. <laughs> We'll, we'll probably just do 11 a.m. <laughs> Luckily, that, that, that's just in-house right now. So uh, if, if you're watching online and you saw that, it is 11 a.m. Um, nothing's been advertised outside of here. So thank you, Steve. <laughs> but yeah, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on that Saturday. So if you can help, there's a sign-up sheet in the back. Is it? Is there, oh, ladies' uh, retreat also October 1st through the 3rd. So if you want to uh, be uh, going to that, there's some sign up, sign up applications, that's the word, applications in the back. And um, you also need to call and make your hotel reservation on your own, separate from that. And that's supposed to be done by September 1st. So there's a block of rooms that are being held. So make sure you call and get that done if you have not. All right, I think that's it for announcements. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about prayer this morning. Um, we're actually going to talk about kind of unanswered prayers. Um, is there a secret to praying? There's not really a secret that I know of. But uh, we're going to look at maybe some not-so-secrets to prayer. And it can be found in Scripture um, in a couple different places. Matthew 6, 9 through 13, and also Luke 11, 1 through 4, what's been called the Lord's Prayer. Um, by man, that's not in the Bible, but, but it, it's a template kind of a model for prayer that Jesus gave us, and it was when the disciples asked him um, to teach us to pray. How can we pray? And Jesus uh, answered them with these verses. In uh, verse 9 there in Matthew 6, it says, After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So the first thing that Jesus did uh, when, he, when he spoke this in his prayer, he acknowledges the greatness of God. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed means set apart, honored. Um, glorify, so glorify the name of God. So we need to stop and recognize who we're talking to, the power of God, the creator, right? He's all-knowing. Um, if we do that, will it change the way that we pray? If we actually come before him with that thought in our mind. Jesus didn't begin the prayer, our Father which art in heaven, give us our daily bread. He didn't go right into asking. First, he honored God. He brought that honor to him. Um, he used that hallowed be thy name. God is bigger than our problems. We need to realize that as we come to him. If we want God to say yes to our prayers, we need to be asking for his will to be done. Make sure our prayers are lining up with his will. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, was the next line. Effectively, when we pray that, we're saying, God... If what I'm about to pray violates your will in any way, I'm asking that you overrule it. 
we understand that God's plans are better than our plans. His ways are higher than our ways. His will is better than ours. Jesus prayed that in the Garden of Gethsemane. Is it, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done when he prayed it. The objective of prayer, as we've said before, is not to get God to do what I want him to do, but it's to get me in alignment with the will of God. And how can we discover that will of God? By knowing Scripture and studying the Bible, see God's will. Prayer is not getting my will in heaven. It's getting God's will on earth. 1 John 5.14 says, This is the confidence we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he will hear us, he will give us, and we will have the petitions that we brought before him. So nothing lies outside of the reach of prayer except that which lies outside of the will of God. Read that again. Nothing lies outside of the reach of prayer except that which lies outside of the will of God. So if it's in God's will, it can't happen. Personal petition was the next line when it says, Give us this day our daily bread. Why does God care so much about us? Because he loves us. He loves us in a way that we can't even um, comprehend. In Job 7, 17, it says, What is man that you make so much of him that you give him so much attention? He loves us. He loves us that much. He loves to bless us. He wants to give us things, the things that are in his will. Paul prayed in Ephesians, My prayer is that God will do exceedingly above and beyond that which we could think. Ask or think. So give me this day my daily bread. So we're asking for God's provision. God loves to provide for you. He wants to provide for you. Food, income, the things that you need in your life. He wants to give us those things. Next, Jesus went on and confessed the personal sins when he said, Forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. John 1 and 8 tells us if we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. Repent of our sins on a regular basis is what Jesus was displaying. Unconfessed sin can cut off communication with God. Not the relationship with God, but it will cut off communication. Sin can become a barrier. There's a couple different kinds of sins. There's the sin of commission and the sin of omission. Sins of commission are doing what we shouldn't do. Sins of omission are not doing what we should be doing. So all of us sin. We need to ask forgiveness for those sins. We also need to forgive those who, sinned against, who sin against us. Forgiving people should be forgiving people. God has forgiven you, therefore you should forgive others. Forgiveness is a key to a relationship to any relationship that is healthy and strong. We're going to hurt one another, whether it's intentionally or unintentionally. It's going to happen. We need to learn to forgive. Don't hold on to that resentment, bitterness, and anger. It's good for both parties. Right, young people? We talked about friendship today. Friendship and forgiving people. Ephesians 4 and 32 says, Be kind and tenderhearted toward one another, forgiving one another as Christ has forgiven you. 
C.S. Lewis says, uh, forgiveness is a lovely idea until we have to forgive, right? It's a great idea until you're the one that actually has to forgive someone. Think of it this way. When you forgive someone, you set a prisoner free. That prisoner is yourself. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We're praying, God, don't put me in a place where there is more than I can handle. Deliver us from that. Keep us from it. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, you will also make the way of escape, that you may be able to bear it. So God will not give you more than you can take. He will not put on us more than we can bear. As you stand this morning, we get ready to have a time of prayer. Again, we're going to have a prayer directive. Again, today we're going to be praying for ourselves. Just um, God, God, help us to pray. Simple prayer, right? Help us to pray. Help us to pray in an effective way. God wants to hear from us. Um, he's laid out a, a model right here if we'll take our prayers to him in that manner. So if you would, stand this morning. Praying for ourselves, praying that we would recognize um, the importance of prayer and just how God wants us to pray. Let's pray this morning. God, we come to you, Lord, thanking you, God, for um, your word, God, thanking you, Lord, that that you are God. You are all-powerful and know all things, Lord. We're just asking, God, that help us to see the, the importance of prayer, God, importance of that communication with you and having a daily time with you, God, and I'm asking, Lord, that um, it's helpful for our eyes to to ways that we can um, bring our requests to you, God, and that we would um, come to you knowing, God, that you are all-powerful, Lord, you are um, all-knowing, God, you created heaven and earth, Lord, and help us to to approach you, God, as... Um, with that thought in mind, God, and the confidence, Lord, that that um, if we are in your will, God, that, that you want to bless the things, Lord, that we want and that we need, Lord, help us to see and to recognize these things, Lord, and, and help us to bring our requests to you, God, and just help us to see your will, Lord, that we would um, be in line with you, God, and walking as you want us to be, Lord, and uh, living our lives, God. Um, according to to uh, your thoughts, God, and your ways, Lord, not not in ourselves, God, but trusting completely in you, Lord, and um, casting our cares upon you, God, and Lord, we thank you for your goodness, and your greatness, God. prayer this morning before we take up an offering. Um,
something. I haven't exactly known how to go about it. I thought it would come up at some point. But if you don't know, we're having some surveys and things done next door, some study on some land, with the intent of putting a building over there at some point. But we're going to have a prayer requesting God to show us clearly his will for the building. If he wants that building, if he wants a building right there, that's step one to what we need to know. If God wants it, it'll happen. I ain't worried. I've never been worried about the finances of it. It's God's finances. If he wants the building there, it'll be financed. If God tells us to put a $10 million building there, it'll be financed. I wouldn't drop one ounce of sweat worrying about it. It will be financed. It's his money. What we have is his. So that doesn't concern me at all. But if We're going to just pray for God to show us clearly his will for a building, if he wants a building there or not, if he wants a building somewhere else, what he wants. And I've created a, a sheet for this week. And there's only one sheet for each day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And I'm going to put it in the back. And if you feel led, pull that, one of these, just rip it off. And on that day, in your prayer time, just pray that God will show us clearly his will for a building. That's your prayer. And if you feel led to do it and there's not one there for that day, pray anyway. Just put a reminder in your phone and pray. I think we're going to be doing this more than once. But we need to know God's will for that building. So this morning, we're, we're just going to have a time of prayer. Prayer points. Um, again, as we spoke this morning, we bring honor and glory to him. It's on this paper, too, that you'll rip off and have. So as you go into prayer, bring honor and glory to him. Pray God's will be done. Then bring your request to him. Ask forgiveness of your sins. Ask help from temptation. And then show reverence to God. That is what Jesus modeled for us. So if you would, let's just focus in and let's just pray specifically this morning about a building next door and that God will help us to see clearly what he wants us to do. God, we come to you, Lord. Just praising you, God, for um, being God and for all of your love, God, for us, Lord, and being all-powerful, God, the creator of all things, Lord. God, we, we um, know that you hold that power, God. You hold that control, Lord. And we're praying for your will, God, and that we line up with your will, God. And we don't know what the plan is, Lord, but we bring this request to you, God, that as we um, look into plans, Lord, for a building next door, I just ask that you would help us to clearly see, God, what your plan is, Lord, if you want us to build, God, if you want us to put a building there, Lord, that you know the future, God. You know what's right, Lord. And God, that we would take the distractions of our minds, God, put them aside, Lord, and just uh, give you all control, Lord, and turn it over to you, Lord. Just help us to see clearly, God, what you want us to do, Lord. I just pray that you bring that vision to us, God, and Lord, that it would be, be your will, God, that we line up with, Lord, and not something that we want, God, not something that we want to do, Lord, but we want to be in line with you, God, and we want to be the lights that you want us to be, Lord.
Help us to see. Help us to see what you want, God, and to hear from you, Lord. And, um, we just honor you, God, and uh, bring you the praise, Lord, and um, all glory, God, in your name. We pray all these things, Lord. Amen. Amen. We'll put this paper in the back, so if you want to, if you feel led to take one of them slips, take one. If we could have a couple of ushers come up, we'll receive this, this morning's offering. It's third Sunday, so it'll be expense offering. So ev- everything given will be uh, towards the expense of the church. And if you need it to go somewhere else, mark it on a check or on an envelope, and it will. Let's pray. God, coming to you again, thanking you, Lord, for this morning, opportunity to give here in this offering, God, and just thanking you, Lord, for what you've done um, in the church, God, and the finances, Lord, and just being able to be a light here in the community, God. And, God, we just thank you for having the finances to even um, even do a backpack event, God, and to uh, reach out and help those around, Lord, who need it, and just to be a light for you. And, God, we just ask that you'll continue to bless um, in the finances of the church, Lord, that it would be um, used and multiplied and as you want it to be in, in your name we pray these things amen
before we do that, we're going to do something a little different in that I want you to think about for a moment whatever's been weighing on your mind. Whatever situation it is, whether it's a family situation, whether it's a health situation, whatever it may be, whatever is trying to weigh you down, think about it. And now determine in your heart that you're going to give God the glory anyway. And that the blood of Jesus is greater than any of Satan's attacks. And we will give him all of the praise because he is worthy. Amen.
victory no matter our circumstances. We can have victory in him because of his spirit in us. Amen.
been sunk for so many years and it still has its such a valuable worshipful meaning is it well with your soul as a matter of fact I suppose that would be the underlying reason for every sermon that is preached every lesson that is taught whether it be Sunday school whether it be Bible study and every song that is sung is for the purpose of making sure, helping someone, that their soul is ready. And I applaud the wonderful spirit of worship that hovers over this congregation, led by the worship team, as they sing the song. Is it well with your soul? My subject today, by the help and grace of God, by the help and grace of the inspiration of the Holy Ghost of God, is very simply entitled Biblical Commitment. And my subject is taken from one text of Scripture located in the book of Psalms, chapter 17, 1 through 11. Listen as we read. Fret not thyself. Hang on those words for a moment, if you will. We're talking about commitment. We're talking about godly commitment, biblical commitment. And the first three words that the psalmist, and this was written by the psalmist David in the book of Psalms, fret not thyself. I've got to make sure I'm applying that to my life because there's a lot of things I fret about that I have absolutely no control over. Some of them wake me up at night. Some of them don't let me, not many things don't let me go to sleep because I'm usually asleep before I hit the pillow. But fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. When I read that verse of Scripture, I guess uh, I kind of think to myself, I'm not that dumb. But yeah, I am that dumb. I do fret. Sometimes I fret because of the evil that has existed in the different systems, forms of the world, of society, government structure, different things. And sometimes, not very often, I wonder how in the world a guy can bid $25 million to take a ride in an airplane and say that he can't go because he's got a schedule conflict. Uh, that's, that's something. 
For they shall be, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land. And verily thou shalt be fed. I want to read that verse again. This is a good one. We're talking about biblical commitment. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Do good so that as long as you live here, so shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily shall be, thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee desires of thy heart. We like to wear that one around our neck, don't we? Delight thyself in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. It's a big wow on that scripture, isn't it? Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as woe. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness. Got to be there, hasn't it? As the light and thy judgment as the noonday. The light, by the way, the righteousness is not going to be hid under a rock. It will be exposed. It will be exposed, in case I didn't enunciate that well enough. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not. Isn't that a, Jordan, wake up. Isn't that a fret on the guitar neck? You say it. It's a fret. There's more than one, right? And uh, in different places is where you put your fingers and you make the different keys and the tones. Is that right? All right. Now, you couldn't play that guitar without frets on it, could you? Not very well. That would be my line, not very well. But you, you just couldn't play it because of that. Well, we got the word fret in another context, in another way here. We'll read verse 7 again. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself. I know Jordan didn't realize I knew that about a guitar, but I, I hope I read. Wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger 
and forsake wrath. Jordan's guitar's got frets, but people do too. And here's the rest of verse 8. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. There, there just isn't room for giving a person a piece of your mind. <laughs> there isn't any place in our mentality, our attitude, I'm going to get even with him. It's not there. Cease from anger. Don't get mad. Forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. For evildoers, as one happens, shall be cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be, yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, the wicked person's place, and it shall not be. But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Now then, in this presentation today, there's a lot of ways to go about biblical commitment, fasting, prayer, all these. There's two prominent ways to go about it, and I'm not going about it that way, actually. This is a different approach, not that it's totally different to mankind, but it's a different way for me to present this side of biblical commitment. First of all, as all the scripture is in the Bible, it is given by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. And man is not to mess with it, to add to it, or take away from it. He's supposed to accept it as it is and believe it as it is and practice it as it is. These are the first 11 verses. I'm not real sure now how many verses there are in the, uh, this chapter of Psalms. But I think there's around 40 to 50. There's a lot of them. And we're going, perhaps we'll be staying in this particular chapter for a while, perhaps. And in this aspect of the chapter... By David, the psalmist David, I would like for us to note biblical commitment from this standpoint. And this deals today with more of our natural, normal lifestyle living and actions. It also will deal with reactions of what happens to actions. And you that have taught or preached, uh, you know the expression that for every action there's a reaction. And I've often thought how 
that is so similar to my ears uh, of knees, not re, but knee, and how important the kneeology. How many of you know what kneeology is in a spiritual sense? Just lift your hands. There's quite a few. Neology is the practice of kneeling before God in prayer. Oh, I, I, that's a good practice. Good subject. But I would like to take verse 1, if you will, please. Fret not because of evil doers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. I love what David is saying at this point. He is talking about, first of all, let's take the, take the back part of the scripture first. He's talking about the fact that there's going to be people out there that's going to do evil to you, because of you, and for people that will indirectly through evil affect you. Evil doers. They're ever going to be present. And they are going to be professional. (laughs) Professional evil people. Okay, I know that's not a category where you get paid, or maybe you don't. Maybe you do. But it's people that know how to do evil, and they put their hands together and say, we're going to do it. They're after you. I don't know if it would be legal that they might be doing this. That's a possibility. And it also could be in a devious, uh, unethical way that's very plain and obvious. But they're out there. They're workers of iniquity. My goodness, we're supposed to pray for them. Isn't that aggravating? We've got to pray for these people. That's Bible. That's biblical commitment. Praying for them. And yes, Jordan's guitars got frets, and we have got to eliminate the frets from, I mean, from our lives. We're supposed and must have the presence of God in our life in order to follow after the commitment of the Lord. Don't be aggravated. Don't be to the place that we wish that we just had maybe the boldness or the brass that some evildoers have and how they get away with it. Don't fret about it. Trust God. Follow God. Be committed because I've got good news for you. Verse 2 says it. For they shall be cut down. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. Let's get a hold of this guy. You know that temptation that has came across in your life. Where could... Where? <laughs> Uh, there are some guys that symbolically have a head full of hair, and I'd like to make them look like Earl. 
Or Brother Rudy, that's a good example. Pharaoh shaking his head all that with And Joe's in front of him. <laughs> Don't worry about it. God is going to take care of it. That's what the Bible says. They will be cut down like the grass and wither as a green herb. Well, their day and time will come. You're going to make it. This is an attitude that the pastor is taking this morning to encourage you. And I, I hope through the Word and through the Spirit that this will come out that way for you. That you will make it. As the Word said, verse 3, trust in the Lord. Do good so that thou shalt dwell in the land and you're going to be fed or be taken care of. The Lord is going to meet you more than halfway. He's going to walk with you all the way. Now, you don't have to grab somebody by the head or the throat. God is going to take care of the evildoers. That's the word. Now then, I've entitled... This next part of the sermon, in fact, I, I kind of did some, had to do a juggling of the verses into the text of Scripture here. I'm going to do verses 4 through 7, and then I'm putting verse 11 in it. And in case you're anxious to get home, I won't reuse verse 11 again at the end. So it's going to be used now, so we're kind of doubling up on the time. Not really, but uh, just saying that to make you feel better. Now then, as I said, I've, in, I've entitled this part of the presentation, Enjoy the Ride. Enjoy the Ride. i got to tell this, sweetheart. My wife drove this morning. And I, I'm sure the first thing I did was to tell her that truck was going to run over us if she didn't get out of the way. Or Anyway, she told me, I wish you could just close your eyes and go to sleep like I do and uh, enjoy the ride. That was, that was a quote very close to it. And she's going to get the weapons. And as she told me that, she did qualify. Of course, I do have my tablet that I can read. And I thought to myself, I can't do that. Uh, and uh, I did try closing my eyes. It didn't work. But uh, I enjoyed the ride because she got me here in one piece. Thank the Lord. What a good piece she got me here in. Enjoy the ride. Now, but notice verse 4 through 7. We're talking about this thought of enjoying the ride. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Now, don't misconstrue that and think that anything I want, the Lord is going to take care of it. You've got to make sure that the desires are Lord-based. And the Lord is going to help you to enjoy the ride 
when you've got your focus and your commitment in Him, toward Him. Well, that's what the Bible says. The very next verse, verse uh, 5. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust in Him and He will bring it to pass. That is what the Bible says about the desires of the heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him. And He shall bring it to pass. And He shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light. Not under the rock as I mentioned before. He shall bring forth that righteousness. It's there and it's not hid as the light and his judgment as the noonday. This perhaps is one of the just difficult things in the world. I, of course, I, I lived with a wife for 60 years and I know the difficulty of times that she's had because of broken bones and one thing and then another. And I've seen Sister Beverly. I, I don't even know that she's missed maybe one Sunday, but I don't. she's hardly missed at all after her fall. And she is back on the job teaching Sunday school, singing with the worship team. And I've seen her out of the peripheral vision this morning. Her leg has been... Uh, hurting and she's twisting and turning because of the discomfort. And when you say a scripture to people like this, rest in the Lord. It doesn't mean it's going to be totally comfortable. It doesn't mean that it's going to be ice cream and cake. But it does mean that God is first and God is going to take care of things. Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently while we're talking about enjoying the ride. The ride's going to be bumpy. It's going to have pains. It's going to have difficulties. It's going to have disappointments. It's going to have hurts and aches. It's going to have many things. It's going to have these evildoers throwing stones into our path. But the Word said, rest in the Lord. My subject here is commit yourself. The biblical way to the commitment of living for the Lord. Commit yourself. Rest in the Lord. Verse 7. And wait patiently for Him. Here comes that guitar again without frets on it. Fret not thyself because of Him who prospers in the way. Because of the man who bringeth wicked devices. Don't let that, don't let that get to you. Somehow or another, in your devotion to him, commit yourself to the Lord. And Jesus was to quote what the psalmist or the Holy Ghost said to the psalmist years later when he gave out the Beatitudes on the Beatitude Mountain, as we often refer to it, when he was giving out all those bees, he said, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. The psalmist David uttered publicly these words first in verse 11 of this chapter, but the meek 
shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the fact that we can live a committed life to the Lord. Yes, it is an option. You can go to the other side. But the last part of my presentation today is to avoid the other side. That is, of being a person not committed. Avoid that. In verse 8 of this presentation uh, subject that I have today, avoid the other side. Cease from anger. Forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. Now, I don't have to tell you that this is not just a role of don't power or willpower. It takes God in your life. It takes a commitment to prayer. It takes a commitment to wanting to be in the Lord, be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Cease from anger, David uttered the words. He said, don't, don't mess with wrath. Don't get yourself all in a dither. Dither is my word. In any wise to do evil. And then he reminds everyone, for evildoers shall be cut off. They that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Now folks, that's a promise from being committed to the Lord. That's a promise that's going to walk with you and it's going to talk with you. He said in verse 10, Yet a little while and the wicked shall not be. The world is coming to an end. We don't know when. We talked somewhat at length actually yesterday in our men's meeting downstairs about the end. None of us know when. We just know it will happen, biblically speaking. And those that are with the Lord, committed to the Lord, they hadn't got a problem except the fact that they're going to mess with all this stuff of the world. But those that serve the Lord, those that are committed to the Lord, brothers and sisters, a little while from now, I can't tell you when, the wicked, the things of the world that are so evil and causes such pain and discomfort and distraught for people, it's going to come to an end. But you that diligently consider the Lord, consider His place in your life, consider is the actual act of being uh, the receptacle of whatever is being talked about. If you say, uh, I've got $50 and I'm going to consider to give this to Tommy, not true story, Tommy, but that means he's on the list right there. He's entitled. Consider 
legal papers will say for in consideration of, it means you're entitled the entitlement. The David said, or yet a little while, the wicked, they shall not be. That part, we're talking about commitment. They are going to be gone. They will disappear. But you that shall diligently put the Lord in his proper place in your life. I'll use the words of the scripture itself. Thou shalt diligently consider his place. It's not going to be any other way except for the child of God. Those are biblically committed. Now as I bring this sermon to close, I want us today, oh, oh my heart is racing, so to speak, because I so urgently, in a chaotic world that we live in, to make sure that we've got the Lord first in our lives, that He is the one that we walk with, He is the one we talk with, He's the one that prompts us And he's the one that stops us. He's the one that guides us. He's the one that inspires us. Oh yes, there's a lot of things in this world that are good things that the Lord uses for our purpose. But make sure we are committed to the Lord and know the path that he wants us to take. Not be tempted, thrown around, tossed overboard. But the fact is, We are committed to the Lord. You that are able, I'd like for you to stand with me in closing. If you find yourself this morning not in that commitment to the Lord that you should be, and I want you to pray as I pray, and then we'll have another prayer. But this is for those that are not committed to the Lord, as you need to be. And you can either pray out loud the words that I'm going to say, or you can say them uh, within your own Uh, mind. Now, O Lord, as I come to you, I want to be a committed child of God. I do not want to be influenced by the things of this world. I do not want to be destroyed because of evildoers and evil things to partake of in this world. O God, as I pray with those that desire to be committed more, I pray, Lord, right now that you will bless them as they desire to be committed to you and to be able to rest in peace, experience the godly desires 
that they can have and will receive. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. And now then, I would like for us all to continue to pray. Praying for those that need need and desire to be more committed. Praying for those that need to find the glory of God in their lives. Let us pray. Together, this will be our closing prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for all that you have done for us all. And I thank you, Lord, that we have you to consider for our lives, Lord, that your way is the way that we want to go. That your way is the biblical way, and we want to be biblically committed to the cause of Christ and for the purpose of serving the Lord Jesus Christ and to be the follower of our Lord. O oh God, in the name of Jesus we pray. Thank the good Lord. Thank the good Lord. Thank <laughs> you.